Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Well, good Sunday morning to you. Week six is indeed upon us. Underway after the Bucks took care of the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday Night Football. I have a few thoughts on that game before we get out of this segment. But if you're just joining us and uh, you are new to the show, well, welcome. This is the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. That's the number you need to know if you'd like to participate. You bounce your fantasy football question off of me, and I, in return, try and give you the best advice I can to help you get your Win in your fantasy football matchup this week. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. The Fantasy Football Show is presented by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. And uh, now that everything is out of way, let's get it all going here. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Meller gets it going with First and Ten. So this is where I run through the first most important thing of the day and then ten more quick notes that I think every fantasy football player out there should probably be aware of. First and foremost, came down Friday afternoon. Nick Chubb is out for the Cleveland Browns today. So that means that Kareem Hunt, who also missed quite a few days of practice this week but was back in a limited capacity on Friday, will see an increased workload. Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, told Tom Pelissaro that he told him this yesterday. Look, Kareem Hunt is a bit banged up, but he's going to get more work than his usual. And um, But Stefanski said, keep in mind, I don't want to kill Kareem. So that's good news. I don't know how we decipher exactly what that means for touches. I think the real takeaway here is, and probably not that you weren't anyway, Kareem Hunt is a lock, must be in your lineup. Uh, fielded a couple questions uh, over the last few hours about uh, Dominic Fenton and the possibility of him being a RB2 for the Browns. And the initial response to that is, uh, let's just slow our roll just a bit. Uh, I'm sorry, I said Demetric Felton is a more of a pass catcher above anything else, so I don't think you want to go ahead and use him unless you're absolutely desperate in the 16-team type league. Otherwise, probably not worth utilizing him, but of course, Kareem Hunt is locked and loaded and ready to go. So this came down yesterday afternoon. Christian McCaffrey has been placed on injured reserve by the Panthers, which means that he's going to be out for at least another three games after already having missed the last two with that hamstring injury. He's no longer eligible to return until week nine. 
It's not retroactive like in baseball. So that means that Christian McCaffrey owners are going to be without his services for the next three weeks. Chuba Hubbard, come on down. Go ahead and feel free to use him in your starting lineup. He hasn't been able to push those touchdowns through. But last week, he was a little bit more encouraging in terms of workload. So with the number of touches that he's likely to see, he's somebody who I think you have to have in your starting lineup for most teams out there. Ah, Baltimore. So... What we know is that Sammy Watkins is out, which means Rashad Bateman is going to make his debut for the Ravens today. I don't think you want to start Bateman, but what I will say is with Lamar Jackson's improved passing numbers, that Bateman is somebody who is worth considering adding if he's not already on a roster in your league. Aside from that, again, nothing too actionable about this. Hopefully we're past the day and age where people were relying on Sammy Watkins. He will continue to do so if they give an opportunity. Hand it off. Williams, spin move to the end zone. Touchdown, Chicago. Damien Williams, as everybody here in Chicago is probably well aware at this point, has been placed on the COVID-19 list, which means that Artavis Pierce has been elevated from the practice squad. But what it truly means is that Khalil Herbert is in line for a big work day today. I think Herbert is somebody you can certainly consider starting. Plug him into your lineup. Would expect him to see about 20 touches against the Packers. Problem is that the Packers are a fairly stout front four, and so that's going to be a difficult proposition for Herbert today. But with the number of touches that we expect to see, I think it's worth considering. And I imagine we'll probably have a lot of listeners today who are asking some Khalil Herbert-related questions. Of course, as always, it is a close to, it's week six, it's 8.06, we're 24 minutes out. From the old Jacksonville Jaguars and Miami Dolphins in London. So in London, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I am watching the pregame show right now. Do we have any real takes about this? James Robinson, make sure he's locked into your lineup. Outside of that. Maybe the question is about Miles Gaskin. I will say Miles Gaskin finally got back into the mix for the Dolphins last week. He was primarily the pass catching running back. So in PPR leagues, you can consider using Gaskin. But I will say that I think that was primarily a focus of the matchup against the Bucks last week. Nobody really wants to run on the Bucks defense and the Dolphins abandoned it fairly quickly. And Miles Gaskin was receiving quite a few dump offs from Jacoby Brissett. Two was back under center for the Dolphins today. And so all of this is my way of saying that I don't think Miles Gaskin is in store for nearly the day he had last week. And again, that was really, in my opinion, only a great play if you used him in PPR formats and non PPR formats. I think you can certainly feel free to leave Miles Gaskin on the bench. Outside of that, You know, Trevor Lawrence, maybe you're considering using him because of the bye weeks that have rolled around now at this point. It's a possibility, I I guess, especially with uh, the Dolphins without two of their starting cornerbacks. So maybe Trevor Lawrence is is somebody worth noting and Marvin Jones as well. But I think I've said it numerous times now, the London games, never know quite what you're going to get with the body clock situation. These players are, you know, having flown over 
sees. It's a tough ask of them, so you never know quite what you're going to get. So unless you're talking absolute studs here, I generally try to avoid messing around with the game, if at all possible. Led the NFL in drops with 11 drops, and that was really more of just a good defense. He's got Williams deep on third and 10. You can kiss him goodbye. Touchdown, 72 yards. Wow. Wow is right, Kevin Harlan on CBS. Mike Williams has been absolutely devastating to anybody who's playing him this year in fantasy football. He's been an absolute find, finally living up to that top 10 pick billing that the Chargers invested in him. And all it took was having an elite quarterback finally use his talents. Justin Herbert has been using him. He's, for the most part, in most fantasy uh, scoring formats, he's one of the top two wide receivers out there. So he's a must start. He was on the injured injury report this week, but he's expected to play. So that is good news for anybody who's been relying on Mike Williams so far because he uh, is expected to play today. Slashing. Damian Harris takes it all the way for the touchdown. Patriots are right back in it. All right, so this just came down from Adam Schefter, Damian Harris, and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, both playing in that game today at 325, Cowboys and Patriots. Damien Harris is expected to go. He's going to be somebody who I imagine a lot of people are going to have questions about. I don't don't love the matchup. Don't love the way the Patriots have been playing the last few weeks. But he's a starting running back who you know has been seeing the most number of touches. He did fumble again last week. Now I don't know if that was a direct result of the rib injury or if it was you know just the fact that he's had a hard time. Hanging on to the football, he seems like for some for some reason, whatever reason, he hasn't been put in the doghouse like Patriots running backs have in the past when Bill Belichick has been the coach. And so maybe you can like he he seems like he has some special abilities as a running back, and I can maybe that's why Bill Belichick has been giving him a little bit longer leash. But he is somebody who was questionable all week, but it sounds like he's going to play today. And it's good news to get that early because, again, that's a 325 game. So if you were relying upon Damian Harris, it looks like you can go ahead and use him this week. This offensive line eat right now by the Mahomes, whoa. Underhanded toss for the touchdown. Edwards Elaire. And put it on the highlight reel. All right, so Edwards Alaire, of course, placed on injured reserve as well this past week, which means that Daryl Williams and primarily Daryl Williams, Jarek McKinnon, also someone worth noting, if he's out there in your league and you have a roster spot you can play around with, I would go ahead and add Jarek McKinnon. I do expect Daryl Williams to see the most number of touches in the backfield, but Jarek McKinnon is somebody who in the past has, you know, had lead back status, and when he's been healthy, he's been productive. And in that offense, it's very intriguing, even though nobody has really you know, taken it and run with it since Kareem Hunt. There's a chance that I think Jarek McKinnon is worth having on your roster today so that if for some reason Andy Reid likes what he sees throughout the game, if Jarek McKinnon gives him a little bit more explosive element in the pass game. And, you know, I, I think McKinnon's – what I really like about Jarek McKinnon, at least from – past seasons prior to injuries maybe you know sapping some of his ability I always liked him in the screen game Andy Reid in the past has been one of the best designers of screens in football however Patrick Mahomes he doesn't run as nearly as many screens as he used to so I don't know if it's you know the possibility of McKinnon being you know a more vital role in their offense is there. But I think he's someone who's worth adding to your roster just to kind of see how today's game plays out without Edwards Alaire on the active roster today.
Three points if they can't come away with a touchdown is huge. Over nine to go. End zone. Metcalf. Touchdown. Geno. Geno Smith will get the starts tonight as the Seahawks take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. Good news, DK Metcalf removed from the injury report on Friday, so he's ready to go. And I would say if you're concerned, you know what? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, still too good in terms of players and their ability not to use. Geno Smith looked somewhat productive when he got in the game last Thursday night against the Rams, so I'm encouraged by that. DK Metcalf, just too good a specimen not to use. He's an absolute beast. You got to use him. Don't be, don't overthink it and say, okay, Geno Smith, you can't trust him. Because, again, he looked somewhat solid in his uh, first time playing in a long time last Thursday night against the Rams. First and goal from the five. Hurts keeps wide open. Touchdown, Zach Hurts. What a nice answer by Philadelphia. That was the farewell swan song for Zach Ertz. He scores a touchdown in his final game on Thursday night as the Eagles go down to the Bucks. Good news for Zach Ertz as he is going to have an opportunity to resume his career and be somewhat productive. Now, the Arizona Cardinals go out and acquire him in a trade on Friday after Max Williams was lost for the season earlier this week. So it makes sense why they would go ahead and grab him. I think Zach Ertz is, listen, he's probably owned in most leagues simply because of the Dallas Goddard COVID situation. A lot of people turned to Zach Ertz on Thursday, recognizing that the role for him was likely to be increased. So I don't know if he's available in your league. If you have a a league that's not very active and perhaps he is dangling out there on the wire, he's somebody worth considering grabbing this week as your waiver wires run because I do think the opportunity in that Arizona Cardinals offense could be productive for him. I don't ever expect him to go back to the days when he was catching 100-plus passes for the Eagles. But again, just getting out of Philly is encouraging for him because now he will be uh, the starting tight end, even though it's going to be in an offense that throws to the tight end second least in the NFL. They are productive, and I think the touchdowns could come for Zach Ertz. And in that regard, if you're someone who's looking for a tight end, that is productive. Uh, another uh, Eagles highlight really quick before we wrap up. Hurts, touchdown, Philadelphia. He had two rushing touchdowns last week or on Sunday. He's got two tonight. Uh, Jalen Hurts, boy, let's talk about this because I saw Matthew Berry tweet about how Jalen Hurts, you know, is the only quarterback in fantasy football who's I think every week been a top 12 player and it's undeniable that what he does on the ground is going to save you in fantasy football most weeks. However, however, if you watch that game, I've been watching Jalen Hurts now since last season when he got onto the field. And if you watch it closely, you can see he's missing throws left and right. He, him, his ability to run keeps drives alive, but the Eagles were out of that game 28-7 to before they were able to score a couple touchdowns in the second half to get back in it and make it look respectable. The problem is with Jalen Hurts, relying on him in fantasy. As long as he's starting, I guess you can go ahead and use him. But at some point, you have to ask the question, will he be benched for Gardner Minshew? And I know that's, that may seem like silly, but I just don't think an NFL head coach like Nick Sirianni can continue to rely on 
Jalen Hurts week after week if they're going to be losing some football games and he's continually missing open wide receivers. Devontae Smith had a couple good weeks prior to Thursday night. Finally, when you thought you might be able to trust him in the passing game, Jalen Hurts goes out and does that. So I will say Jalen Hurts, productive for fantasy purposes, but I don't know if there's ever been a wider disparity in terms of actual production on the field versus what he's giving you in fantasy. Ride it while it's hot, but I would be concerned about using Hurts week after week, especially as the season continues to roll. My advice here, if anybody wants Jalen Hurts in your league, if they come a calling or if you can kind of start shopping him quietly, go ahead and move him before things get disastrous because I think you can play off of those fantasy numbers, but I don't trust them in the long term. All right, 312-332-3776. Plenty of time for your calls, your dilemmas. We'll do that next here on ESPN 1000.